holiday season is upon us, and there's so much extra time to do some holiday hacking. On this week's Merge Conflict, we talk about our past holiday hacks and our brand new tradition of accomplishing software and hardware hacks over the long holiday. All that and more on this week's Merge Conflict. Frank, 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 it is Christmas time. Okay, well, the day after Christmas per se, but uh, happy holidays, buddy. Happy holidays. This is a very fun time of the year, and it's freezing cold in Seattle right now. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm going to complain because it is between 20 and 30 degrees, but I did look in both Wisconsin and Ohio, and it is about <laughs> sub 10 there. So I, I don't yeah, know if we can a, complain, but it is really cold. It's about that in Moscow, too. I checked Russia just so I'd be sure. <laughs> like, where are the cold places? How are they doing? Yeah, it's a lot colder there. So, yeah. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, staying good, staying in the holiday spirit, trying to uh, take vacation time. At the same time, I'm still futzing around with things. Yeah. How do you, uh, you're, you know, your full time development all over the place and you're doing a lot of traveling this holiday, but I wanted to take some time and, you know, how do you spend your holiday? First, let's I want to kind of discuss <laughs> and talk about we both have crazy full-time jobs and we're both traveling all over me a little bit more than you, but you still you. travel a lot. But, uh, you know, how do you, what, what do you, what is your approach to this holiday time when it comes to family and, and things like that? Yeah, I guess I, I stay traditional and I try to go find family. I moved away from family many years ago, basically when I left college. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to see family, I basically I have to fly places. So that's part of the travel. And so I, I try to use uh, the holidays, Christmas in particular, as my excuse to go visit my family, uh, my parents down in Alabama in the USA. Alabama. Uh-huh. Well, warmer down there for sure. Um, oh, it's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually get to go home to Cleveland and, and let the uh, plane de-icing begin, right? But, uh, oh, this that's year terrible. Yeah. Th this year we decided to do an Austin trip because my brother lives down there. So at least it'll be, you know, it's warmer down there, which is which is nice. But uh, back back already in the Seattle, you know, and, and I'm going to do the whole uh, New Year's and everything here because it's, it's a great time to be in Seattle. It's always a great time to be yeah. in Seattle. You know, I in college... It was always go home at Thanksgiving, go home at Christmas, go home, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the year. This year, as I get older, I'm just traveling so much. There's not enough time to, to go home. <laughs> and I feel I feel bad. So this is like the perfect opportunity, which is always go home every Christmas. It's like yeah. uh, it's the James tradition at this point. Always go home every Christmas, no matter what uh, <laughs> type of thing. And and it's not bad because it's like it is cold in Seattle, but it's also cold in uh in uh, Cleveland. And this year we already had our snowpocalypse in Seattle. Mm -hmm. the whole, I think half an inch of snow fell and the whole city shut down. It, it lasted for a few hours, I was told. Oddly enough, I was in Dallas, Texas at the time, <laughs> but it was also freezing down there, but it never managed to snow. So I was pretty mad that it... And I, th this happens to me every year it snows in Seattle. I'm always gone. So I always miss the snow. We, yeah. we only get it once. <laughs> yeah, we, we only get it. Actually, this is in five years. This is the second time I think I've ever uh, seen snow actually stick to the ground. Wow. So, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think we may try to do some like cross country skiing or something. So I think it's going to be a good year for snow up in the mountains. So I think that may be a new thing. Heather and I start up. She's been talking about mm -hmm. cross country skiing for a while and she, she somehow has me excited about it. Like I never thought I would ski or snowboard, <laughs> but how she describes cross country skiing, like I want to go. And we recently drove up to Mount Rainier and I was like, whoa, like this is yeah. so cool. I don't know. Just it's such a beautiful, I don't know. I just love Seattle. Everyone should move here. 
Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the mountains, too. The other thing to look at is snowshoeing. Uh, so it's basically hiking through the snow. And in a lot of ways, I prefer it over the... Uh, uh, with the skis, I feel like I am always need to be moving. Like, you look kind of silly on skis if you're not moving. So I feel like you just can't take your time. Like, you're rushing across the tundra. Yeah. But with, uh, yeah, with snowshoes, it's just like, ah, whatever. We're just on a hike. We're hanging out. It's fun. I like that. Yeah, and we like hiking. I might look into that. That'd be cool. And there's so many areas around Seattle to go. So we got a few weeks and this is an interesting year because, you know, Christmas is on a Sunday, New Year's is on a Sunday. So I have that whole week off and this happened a while ago to me. Uh, must've been two years ago. I want to say two or three years ago. So maybe 2014 or 2013 Christmas, or I had this big, just like, you know, almost 10 days off. And I remember I flew home to Cleveland and I was sitting around and we were watching NCIS because all we do at home in Cleveland is watch NCIS over and over and over again. And I'm like, I can only take so much NCIS. So at that <laughs> time, I was like, all right, well, I don't really want to go out anywhere in Cleveland because it's pretty no. not great. Too much snow. <laughs> Too much snow. And it was really snowy that year. And I go, all right, well, I'm by the fire. And what if I just like start hacking on something? And, and I think, you know, I'd always worked for you know, worked in games and worked at Canon. And during those weeks off, I never worked on anything because I was just like working just all the time, writing printer software. And then when I worked on the mobile games, I'm like, I just don't want to code anymore. But then when I started working at Xamarin, I'm like, I'm doing all these projects, but I wasn't doing projects for me. So I go, what if I just start coding stuff? Mm -hmm. And I started this tradition of creating a list of holiday hacks that I wanted to do. And when I first started, I gave myself a challenge of, can I build an app, a full app and release it to the app store during my holiday break? And I did it. And that was Meetup Manager, which was my little Meetup Manager oh. application. So yeah. you did that uh, after we had started our Meetup here in Seattle, because yeah. yeah, we didn't have that app in the beginning. So that was your first holiday break, huh? Yeah. 2014, 2014 then. Yeah. Because we started two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So I, I, I worry a little bit. I, I see this a lot <laughs> just because I think um, I do the same. Uh, whenever the holidays are here, you have fun with your family. But for me, I get a little bit bored. So I'm always like, I need a little project, something to just occupy my mind while I'm around everyone. And I'm a little introverted. So <laughs> whenever I need to escape from people, some little project to work on. So it's fun. I, I do the same thing, maybe for slightly different reasons. Yeah, it was it was good. I think that just because that year it was so snowy and so crappy outside, I'm just like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. know. And I remember my dad asked me, he's like, what are you doing? Just like, what are you just on the face who's and the snap what's? And I'm just like, no, I'm just like, I'm coding. I'm working on something. And, <laughs> and, and that was the first time I sat down and I said, well, listen, I, I showed him the meetup.com page. I just I discussed the user group and I was about two or three days into the project. And this is just super spare time, right? I'm not spending all day. Like, I'm spending time with my family, but as we're watching NCIS, I'm 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 definitely yeah. coding. Yeah, turns and, out you you have spare cycles while you're watching NCIS. <laughs> you have lots of spare cycles, and I I showed him the application. It was just very simple. I'm like, yes, he here's the website. Here's this, and he's like, you made this, and I think it was that first time where my dad made the connection of like, oh, like this, like this is like this code thingy made this app mm -hmm. thing that can mm -hmm. then go on the phone and, and my son just did that in like a day or two i think it <laughs> made the connection because i have a hard time ex this ex you know explaining to my parents or my family what i do i mean my role is a little bit different but even as a developer it's just like they think i jam on a keyboard and then yeah you get paid 
Yeah. Um, Plus, you want a little bit of validation from your father. You're like, look, yeah, I do work. I really do. <laughs> Be proud of me, Dad. Be proud of me. Tell me you love me. I um, think I'm always trying to do that with my father. I'm trying to impress him with something. Uh, th- this always fails me in a lot of ver- <laughs> a variety of hilarious ways. Sometimes I'll try to explain to him something mathematical that I find interesting, and I'll completely, <laughs> completely screw up the explanation. <laughs> I'll get myself confused. I get him confused, and we both walk away like, yeah, math is terrible. <laughs> That's other good. times yeah other times i've tried to work on like uh really fun things i worked on a gyro stabilizer for my drone once and i'm like hey dad look i made a gyro stabilizer and he's like yeah yeah looks good <laughs> yeah he's like looks, looks great good work yep, good, good job work. good job as i had like a crayon and drew on a piece of paper <laughs> oh it looks nice yeah wow I love it. Yeah, that's always what I'm trying to do. And I remember last year I did the same thing. I was home for, I think, a little bit less time. And I, I gave myself the same challenge of I try to pick out something that was really bothering me that I'm like, man, I just really mm-hmm. wish that there was an app for this and I want to kick. Oh, yeah. So Meetup Manager came from that. And then last year I didn't publish this. I got really close. I created an app called um, My Nougats because uh, Nougat is terrible, but we all love Nougat <laughs> and we have to rely on Nougat. So I wanted to create an application that allowed me to subscribe to NuGets so I could see dependencies of those NuGets and updates of when those oh. NuGets got updated. Yeah. Pretty sweet idea, right? <laughs> I, I guess. Doesn't NuGet.org kind of show you that? But I guess you wanted a more refined, a very specific perspective into that data that yeah, they just so, weren't giving you. Yeah. So what I wanted, this is all in their feed, but I wanted an app mm-hmm. for it, which is <clears throat> I wanted to be able to say, all right, so... I have the connectivity plugin. How many other NuGets use the connectivity plugin as a dependency? Like that's nearly impossible to do in the browser, but you can do it via their API. So that would be cool. That way I'm like, oh, how many people are using this reference? And then also could I get updates? And then I started to get, I got got too big of the holiday hack. And this is where it (laughs) went wrong. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to need a backend service. I'm going to do push notifications. (laughs) And then then it failed. But I had a database. I had online off. I had Microsoft login working. Like I had a lot done in a few days. And I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself. So how about you, though? Mm -hmm. It sounds like you've been doing some hacking. I mean, more hardware, maybe. I just have to comment first on yours. Uh, Isn't it always funny how we'll spend the first two days on authentication? (laughs) Like, well, I did the hardest part. How much harder could the rest of the app be? Exactly. And then I remember there was a year that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do some crazy authentication and then that, yeah. that was honestly was the first two days i got like, all oh. my integrations the app doesn't do anything but the login experience is awesome <laughs> exactly I, I should have learned from when i made the the evolve application oh that was this year but i just started with all fake data everything in the app is uh, fake. very good and, yes. and go yes so yes. much better start with the data people uh yeah. i have one i'm thinking of one in particular uh i was in buffalo new york it was the middle of the winter as happens in the holiday season and it was cold and I caught a cold and a nasty cold. So I was just miserable and I'm sitting there. At least I had a giant fire next to me, but I'm miserable and I'm, I'm just on so many drugs. So I'm just, okay, I'm going to write a .NET to JavaScript converter. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I remember this. Is, this. Uh, you remember version two of this. Oh. This is version one. <laughs> so this is in like 2004. 
Um, and I just spent days reading the metadata spec for um, assemblies, like what is a .NET assembly made of actually, like the binary code of it. And I spent all this time writing like um, metadata parsers and assembly parsers, basically things that the uh, library Cecil does right now, C-E-S-E-I-L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I basically wrote a version Cecil. of that. Cecil, yeah. Cecil, he's French. I don't really, yeah. I gotta, we gotta record him saying it, <laughs> JB. <laughs> anyway, so I, I wrote all of that and I even uh, was doing research papers on go to removal because JavaScript oh doesn't have go to, so I have to rewrite the AST. I got really deep into it. <laughs> and this was uh, just like yours, a little bit too much. And I kept working on it for like a month after that and, until I finally abandoned it when I gave up. But then you did a 2.0. I did a 2.0, something like six years later, after I'd learned a lot more. <laughs> that version oh actually works. <laughs> but I learned so much. Actually, I made a lot of good friends from it. It uh, introduced me. It was the first time I had seen Miguel de Casa present, because I had gone to this conference, um, Lang.net is uh, one Microsoft put on, and it was, they were just trying to get all these programming language developers together. And for the first time, I felt like I was a member of that community, so I went to this conference, and uh, I got introduced to so many fascinating people. So it was actually a really good experience. Came out of this little holiday hack, this miserable like little experience. I like that, yeah. yeah. Did, have, you, have you found yourself keeping up with this tradition of trying to work on, not only visit the family, but also hack on a project. And do you plan it ahead of time? Like, what are you doing? Uh, what, what have you done in the past, I guess, after that? Like, did you continue this tradition? I, I don't think um, consciously, you know, like not specifically. It always came down to the same thing. Here I am a tiny bit bored <laughs> and we're not doing anything. Like you said, NCIS is on. It's like the third derivative version of it. And I'm just, yeah, I need to work on something. So indirectly, yes, I, I keep doing this. I've mostly turned to hardware projects now because those are the ones I feel like I never have time to work on during the year. Like I just feel irresponsible. Yeah. yeah like. Hardware is really good if you like this year, I'll be home like in Seattle for mm. over a week during the holidays. So like I have this year some more holiday type hacks. But, you know, I remember I don't know if this was your holiday hack last year or if it was just more of a New Year's resolution, which we should definitely do an episode on. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, continuous your, your application mm -hmm. for building apps on an iPad, uh, which is bananas, yeah. which we did. a <laughs> did a Xamarin show on and had you on, which was fantastic. Uh, yeah, that was that. Was that a New Year's resolution? Was it Christmas resolution, or was did it start on the holiday? Or where did that where did that come about? Did it come from a holiday hack? That was totally a holiday hack. Um, so the the tweet came out. It was something like I resolved to code on the iPad, and that's because I was visiting my parents, and I realized that I really just wanted to stay on the iPad Pro because it was kind of like a nice casual computer to have around, especially when uh, people were coming in and out of the living room when you wanted to have conversations with people, but you wanted to like still have a computer around, honestly. Um, so I, I just found I was spending all my time on the iPad, and I'm like but I can't do the one thing I want to do here. I want to be programming on it. So I'm like, well, how hard could it be? So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I got all this time. Let's, let's start, let's start this hack. So totally uh, continuous. My iPad app came out like of that. that. A holiday like hack. Yeah. And any other ones? Um, I want to kind of, I want to try to transition into some stuff that we're doing this year. Cause I'm pretty excited. You put some, you put some stuff out. We've been uh, discussing okay. what we're doing. But, <laughs> so continuous, this net yeah. to JavaScript, um, 
any other apps or anything like that that have come out of it or hardware? Okay, I'll tell you about just one other little one, just because I think it's a it's a darling of mine. Someday I'm going to release it. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I get insomnia. Sometimes I'm kind of up all night and I really just can't get to sleep. And I want uh, something to do on my phone. I don't want it to be abrasive. I want it to be something. I haven't quite figured it out. But the general concept I keep calling my insomnia app. And so I work on this thing from time to time. And it oddly enough came up during the holidays that I was working on it. And this one holiday season, I just totally geeked out on the music synthesis. I keep using the word synthesis, but it's really a music composition engine. It was like a composer and it would try to create different styles of music. It would pick chord changes. It would pick rhythm patterns. It would put together a small orchestra. Orchestra, you know what I mean, like drum kit guitars, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. modern orchestra, old orchestra. It could do a lot of things. It looked at like current songs out there, figured out chord progressions, would speed them up, would slow them down. (laughs) I just totally geeked out on this thing. So that was my one of my favorite holiday hacks. I like that. I, I like things around kind of, yeah, not only just like uh, things that are in your mind, I guess, that are like, I, I always go to that. There's that one caffeinated website where it'll um, kind of simulate a coffee shop um, mm-hmm. so you can kind of be more productive. I, I need to try to get into that. I kind of always get jealous of um, like C++ and a few of those applications that are helping you kind of live a better life in a way. So even if it's uh, insomnia or something like that, <laughs> be cool. Um Awesome. Yeah, so before, humane we'll, apps. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into what we're doing this year, uh, I want to take a second here and Frank, we got a brand new sponsor. I'm super excited. I love new sponsors. <laughs> new sponsor time. Yeah. In, in talking about holiday hacks, I, I'm not even going to lie that I'm actually going to be using them for some of my holiday hacks this year, which is I really want to do a one over on my crash reporting and analytics and things like that on it. And I'm super excited because um this company, this is a company's name is Raygun. You may have heard of them. They've been around for a while. They're pretty much fantastic. Their motto is all about spending more time building great software and less time fighting it. I really love that motto. And Raygun, you can think of them as everything that you need for crash reporting to detect. So two things. First, crash reporting. Apps happen to crash, Frank. I don't know if you know. Hmm. Some people's. Some people's, not Frank's. <laughs> Perfect app. So they do crash reporting and real user monitoring. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But the crash reporting you can use to detect and diagnose software errors. So think of crash reporting or reporting your own. I mean, this crash reporting, I set it up in my application meetup manager, which I'm updating. I set it up in under a minute, one line of code. It was bananas. And I was getting managed, cra- uncaught exceptions. But you can even crash, um, um, you can even report your own crashes, like errors that you're catching, or you can attach user data. So if you're like in an enterprise or it'll do anonymous, it's bananas, it's great. This thing works on any application. So iOS, Android, Xamarin, web, ASP.NET, JavaScript, you name it, they have an SDK for it. Download a NuGet, you're up and running in minutes. It's crazy. And then they have great integration. So Slack, GitHub, Zendesk, VSTS, Fogbugs, you name it, they integrate with it. I was just in, uh, in, in a crash that happened in my app today, it showed me the line of code from my GitHub project where the crash occurred. I could open it to it. I could open new issues. It was it was crazy. And that's just the crash reporting. They also have this thing called Pulse, which allows you to actually do like network call stack tracing to see you know how long things are taking and where your users are and, and how happy they are in your app. Um, you should definitely check them out. They have a full 30-day trial. Uh, I highly encourage everyone, if you're looking for crash reporting or anything like that, go to raygun.com slash merge conflict to find out more. We'll have links in the show note. Thank you so much, Raygun, for sponsoring Merge Conflict. Yes, thank you, Raygun. 
So awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And honestly, is my first kind of holiday hack because I kind of feel like I have 18 different kind of crash reporting softwares in my application. (laughs) It's a very professional hack of you to do something this like, this is good stuff. (laughs) It is. I kind of feel like I've lost track of some of my older apps that I have out there and they need to be updated anyway. So I'm like, all right, first holiday hack. I'm doing this. But this year, Frank, I'm doing something different. Oh, yeah. I'm doing some hardware hacking. Good for you. Good for you. What is it? So I got two hardware hacks that I'm super excited about. Oh boy, two. Biting off more than you can chew? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. I mean, one is more of a fun toy and the other one is more of a firmware hardware hack. (laughs) So, so, uh, so the first one is I bought, um, this was a Kickstarter not too long ago and Hanselman has a blog on it that I'll link to. He beat me to it. So I said, oh, I'm going to save this for the holiday. There's this thing called an Ardu boy, like an Arduino boy. Okay. And... This little, this little puppy here is tiny. Think of it as like a tiny little uh, Game Boy. Um, it's, it's oh, tiny. I've seen this. Um, so does it have a screen? It has a tiny OLED L- <laughs> screen, by the way. Beautiful. Monochrome LED display. <laughs> Modern. Are you ready for this? It is mm. 128 horizontal pixel, pixels uh-huh. by 64 pixels vertical. Yeah, I see what you're doing here. You're doing the whole artist, real art comes from constraints. The more you constrain me, the more I can flourish. My intellect can be expanded. Awesome. Exactly. Love it. It's got a it's got a 16 megahertz processor in it. Um, it has 32 kilobyte of flash memory, 2.5 kilobytes of RAM, um, and uh, one kilobyte of ROM of EEP ROM. Uh, so essentially this thing here is like a tiny Arduino, but it's all super kind of crazy. And, uh, you can go online, uh, you can create your own games. There's online tutorials. And I think, I don't know if it's in like a C it's an, there's an open source gaming uh, platform, but essentially you're making little eight bit games completely mm-hmm. for free. So <laughs> I'm excited to one, get it up and running. And then also actually try to put like make a game again yeah. on it like yeah, it looks yeah. super cool <laughs> what I are the know. controls what are the controls do you have a stick uh, do you have a d-pad what do you have it's a it's a really nice clicky d-pad and okay. a two buttons a b oh very nintendo cool very, very game boy <laughs> perfect yeah just an on off switch and that's it so okay, now what language are you using Ooh, that's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Let me go to their website. We're here. These little processors, oftentimes you're going to be stuck in C, but it might be worth um, <laughs> investigating if you can use something other than yeah. that. Yeah, but to put these in perspective, yeah. you were just making fun of the low specs, but I still actually do some work um, in um, industries, real industries, <laughs> where they still have to like mass manufacture uh, small computer systems. And actually, the specs of this chip are pretty much on par with um, a normal embedded systems chip. So there's actually a lot you can learn from this, a lot of practical knowledge. Yeah. And and that's what I'm kind of interested about. So you have to install the Arduino Studio to actually okay. de- develop in, essentially. Yeah. And from my understanding, it is... So if it's Arduino, it's C++. It's right. C, but yeah. It's C++, but they generally use like a C style of programming. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's an Ardu Boy like library that you can install. If I look mm-hmm. at the samples, yeah, it's a CPP file. So there's just a, a header file, a CPP file straight up. And 
and you go to town on it basically Some low level fun yeah it's it's yeah. good to get down into the metal uh sometimes we um i i like to think anytime i'm um architecture astronauting anytime i'm creating a lap with an app with the eight layers that we we're kind of making fun of in the last episode uh I like to do a little bit of C programming on an 8-bit microcontroller. It just puts the world into perspective. It's amazing what you can get done in a simple environment. Yeah, and they have this really nice library too. So, I mean, I'm looking at this here, and and it's and it's actually really nice. They this so you can say um, like move paddle, and it'll say arduboy dot pressed. You know, left like when that was pressed, then move the paddle like in the game over so many distances. And the API to like draw a pixel is draw rect, right? So draw rect, mm-hmm. and here's the column. Here's the row. So they have like a, a an API on top of it to actually interact with the hardware. So yeah. it looks pretty good. It looks like a breakout so can, is about. Do you have sound? Um, Do you need sound? Oh, I think there is sound. I think you got little Ooh. bloops and bloops. You got little bloops. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm yeah. expecting big things out of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I don't know what Do I want to game yet? yet. No, okay. No, that's this that's uh that's what I'm that's that's like plug in. I want to play around with a little bit of stuff, you know, in there and mm-hmm. see what they've made already. But I'm thinking of 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 taking uh, maybe just trying to make my own snake. Remember old uh Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Nokia snake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool cuz that would work perfect for this. Yeah. So it's more of an asteroids person, but it, it, you have to look at the screen. So the screen's wide, right? It's, it's yeah, two to one or something you said. Yeah. Yeah, two to one. So that's kind of my first one. Fun scroller, Mario Brothers, Mario Could Run. Mario Run, <laughs> Super Mario Run. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first hack um, that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, and and the other one of the hardware side, before I let you go, because I have a third one, but that'll be more coding. Oh, boy. Wow. Coding. So much hacking. So I want to, I bought two, I have two Nintendo 3DSs. I have a new 3DS and a new 3DS XL, which I've had for a while. I believe what I'm going to do is I'm going to hack the firmware. Don't tell anyone I'm doing this. um, And use this thing called boot NTR, which allows me to do a custom firmware on my 3DS. So I can stream the video to something. Like Twitch, so I can actually Twitch stream my 3DS games. Ah, uh, so they're not replacing any functionality; they're just adding to it. Hopefully, so they're it should still work it. normally. Yes. Yeah, that's why I have a backup one, so I can. <laughs> uh, that'll be my main device. So I'm gonna. That's why I bought a yeah. separate one. So if something goes terribly wrong, it's okay. So what kind of investment? What do these things go for these days? Are they hundred um, bucks? A hundred to hundred and fifty ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So it's a little risky. You can do it. I can do it. I'm, I'm, There's I'm good instructions, excited. right? You trust the yeah. internet. I, people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But what, what about you? Are you doing hardware hacks? Are you doing software hacks? What's the frame? Yeah, you? Th- this year's a little funny because uh, you said I'm actually traveling this year not to my parents' house. We negotiated and I'm going to go to them after the holidays. Okay. So instead, for the holidays, I'm going on this crazy... Um, Ooh, what do you even call it? Uh, <laughs> navigation of the globe. We're going around the world for um, a few weeks. And so I'm not going to really have time to hack then, or I don't think I will. So instead, I'm trying to get a hacked project done before I leave on the trip. And mine is an automated plant waterer. Ooh. <laughs> Plant water. Are you IoTifying this thing and setting it uh-huh. up to to echo and you know, <laughs> 
Uh, yes. In fact, you can say, um, uh, hey, dingus, what's hey, the dingus. humidity of my plants? <laughs> well, that, that part is a little iffier. Actually, all it can do is tell me the humidity right now, but we'll work on that. <laughs> That's Not really pry one. Yeah, you got to go for the minimum viable product first. <laughs> and for me, that was uh, jamming a lot of sensors into my the poor little plants throughout my house <laughs> and <laughs> connecting them all with wires. I really feel bad. Like, I don't. I don't think we fully understand electricity like and how plants interact with electricity, but I'm totally putting a little voltage through the soil of every plant now, which I feel a little bit bad about, but they don't seem to mind so far. And my goal here, and I've got about four days left to achieve this goal, is to have a gravity-fed water source going to these plants with a little oh. valve, a little solenoid valve that can actually water them automatically. That's awesome. Is there yeah. like a, is there like a, are you creating the software? Or is there something out there already that? Honestly, this in? is a common problem. If you search the internet for uh, magic plant waterers, uh, you'll find stuff. Yeah, I didn't bother to do that. So I wrote everything from scratch. <laughs> so nice. I'm going that route, but it's actually very simple. I'm going, uh, I have a Raspberry Pi. And that has uh, two extension pieces of hardware on it. One's a big analog to digital converter. I need that so that I can read all the sensor values coming in. Uh, a big problem between the Raspberry Pi and the Arduino, the Arduino actually has a lot of analog inputs, whereas the Raspberry Pi doesn't. So you have to buy an extension board. And then on top of that, I've got a relay board <laughs> so that I can control the solenoid to turn a valve and hopefully not flood my apartment. Please, <laughs> please don't tell my landlord I'm doing this. It's fine. I'm doing gravity fed because I'm afraid that if I actually had a system under pressure, then <laughs> if my code broke, <laughs> I could just, you know, bad things, bad things. So gravity fed, finite amount of water, everything should be fine. It's going to oh be fine. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I mean, you're going pretty, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty low level. What I would could say. go wrong? Well, That's I did awesome. spend time. I, I wrote a new website that actually monitors it. So it's a Raspberry oh. Pi, but it's uploading data up to a website. So from Russia, I can track the status of my plants and know whether my apartment is flooded. Is this because you don't, do you have people that can um, check on your plants or you just don't want to have to rely on other people or, you know, oh, I, I can't just be trusted, hate. I know for sure. <laughs> I hate obligating people, you know, yeah. like I feel like plants and pets, they're your responsibility. Like I, I, I should really be paying to put my plants in a kennel so that someone can feed and play with my plants during the day. But instead, uh, I'm going to go for the robot solution. And then I do have a friend as a backup in case the robot completely something, something goes terribly terribly, terribly. <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah, a good idea in case someone discovers the url to the plant waterer 8000 and decides to shut down my apartment <laughs> yeah yells into the apartment okay dingus water the plant <laughs> um, continuously yeah yeah i like what that that's pretty great yeah that's pretty good i have uh, i'm not doing anything else elaborate in code i would say i mean besides mm -hmm. if i make a game but right. I did. I am starting a new initiative. Um, pretty tell excited. Me, me. I like your initiatives. The last one was plugins. The What's last one, was, one. The last one was plugins, and I can't say that. So I found a GitHub project um, that I was excited about from some people in the Xamarin community. They were starting to build this effects library for Xamarin Forms, so all these effects and blurring oh. and all this stuff. Yeah. 
and it's called like or oregano or something. I forget <laughs> what it's called. Um, and I was like, this could be the point uh, where for plugins, people had created some things here and there. And we had Xamarin Mobile. I was like, I'm going to standardize on some stuff. And I've always been a fan of the Silverlight toolkit and the Windows Phone toolkit. And then now there's a UWP toolkit. And essentially, it's things like custom controls and converters yeah. and gestures and animations that aren't included out of the box, but should be there like anyone should yeah. use. And and instead of this being the splattering of all these random things where people abandon libraries after so long, I've worked with a bunch of awesome people from the community um, like... Um, um, oh, geez, who's in? There? I mean, they're, they're, I'm all looking at their just GitHub <laughs> but now. But essentially, there's a whole bunch of like great people from the community that were working on this. We got seven of us currently that we took everything that they were doing from the effects. We renamed everything. We uh, broke it down. What else do we want to see? And we're creating a, a Xamarin Forms community toolkit. Uh, so this is not just effects. So you're just pushing for what more cross-platform controls or so what's what we're controls doing and effects? Is we're first standardizing on the naming. So we're doing a little bit more. So we mm -hmm. took a look at Xamarin Forms. We said, well, there's the effects, which are kind of like platform specific renderers and not renderers per se, but kind of sprucing up controls. Um, we, I already had a Xamarin Forms toolkit, which I'm donating to this. That's where it's coming from. So I have, we're going to have a library for converters, gestures, controls, behaviors, mm -hmm. and animations. I see. And they'll be pick and choose. So none of them rely on each other. So you, mm -hmm. well, they will have a sample that will publish. Each of them will have their own repo under the forms community toolkit and they'll all be in CI and we'll have documentation and we're going to use all this stuff. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to start to do, I've already have some code in there, but I'm going to be working hard to try to get this kind of set up uh for kind of a 2017 launch so it's kind of my baby my baby um, <laughs> project over the the holidays i would say my my baby holiday hack and um, so i, I want to start quizzing you about it now and then my first question is is this um a curated kind of list or can any joe schmo named frank krueger like just <laughs> submit a control how's it gonna work yeah so the idea here is that um we have a base set of effects and converters and things like that already. And we're going to go through a proposal idea. I think this worked really good for like C sharp six and C sharp seven when mm -hmm. we were, we're putting in proposals for new features. So instead of just trying to slap down controls or do it your own request, like, okay, let's, let's for controls, let's put in proposals of what controls we want to see and how are they going to be implemented? Nice. Because that's where it becomes really important to me. Like the segmented control on iOS is a segmented iOS control. It doesn't live anywhere else. Now you can do custom controls on iOS or on Android and UWP, but I want to have a discussion around what's the best implementation, what's the most manageable implementation that we can do, and then let's do it together type of Neat. thing. Yeah. But yeah I, I like these. Contribute. I like these formal proposal processes. It, get, it gives everyone a starting point. They can be frustrating. It's a bureaucracy, et cetera, et cetera. But it's nice to have a standard system. I think we see this mostly with the languages these days. Like yeah. Roslyn has a good proposal system. Swift has a good proposal. Yeah. And yeah, Xamarin Forms just started this too. Like on the forums, there's a like Xamarin Forms evolution new forum where people uh -huh. can do these bigger proposals. I see. And I'm going to pull from that and it'll go through a very mm -hmm. similar thing. I'm, I'm very excited. Everyone seems really excited about it and uh, it's going to be cool. And, and the nice thing here is that I want to stop doing 
more and more libraries by myself and start curating with the community mm-hmm. of people together because uh, power and numbers, power and simple. numbers, power and yeah. numbers. You yeah, got to right. learn to grow bigger. Yeah. You got to do it's it. It's tough. As much as we love, like, just as you get your skill to a zenith, like you're, you're the best you've ever been in your life. And then you realize, wow, I, I'm a finite person and I can only accomplish so much in one day. And you actually do need a team to work together yeah. to accomplish bigger things. Very humbling. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. It's going to be an awesome, awesome. I'm really looking forward to 2017, 2016. Let's get this, let's get this puppy over with already. <laughs> let's move into the new year. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, well, awesome, Frank. I hope that you have the most amazing holiday. End it with the bang. It's going to be awesome. I have had simply an amazing time these last 24 weeks, I guess, of us recording podcasts together. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, it's, it's already been half a it year. It goes so fast. It goes so fast. We love all of our listeners. We love reading the Twitter stream. We love reading the iTunes reviews and seeing it promoted on uh, Overcast and other podcasts players um i mean we were just going through and reading through the the tweets at us earlier and just just chuckling and loving it you know so uh we really want to actually hear back from you guys frank and i had this idea of talking about holiday hacks we want to start a hashtag called hashtag hashtag holiday hacks and we'll, (laughs) we'll put it out there let us know what you're working on we would love to see it you know love to see what comes out of it if you're doing a holiday hack uh so hashtag holiday hacks let us know what you're working on um, and, and, uh, we'll let you know what we're working on through the holidays. So you will, I'll send out some tweet updates, uh, from the merge conflict, uh, FM Twitter account. Yeah. I'm super excited. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to see those tweets. Uh, please. I hope everyone will send like a screenshot or something of your holiday hacks or even a video videos are even better. Yeah. Do that. Well, you know, this has been an amazing 2016. Uh, our next episode will be coming out in 2017, a brand new year, the future. The future. I can't believe it. Um, well, that's about it, it for me. How about you, Frank? Anything you want to add on? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. This was our first holiday special. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And I can't wait until next year's holiday special. Yes. Thanks, everyone, so much. And thanks again to Raygun, our amazing sponsor. Go to raygun.com slash mergeconflict to, more, to learn more about Raygun. And until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening. Peace.